Daniel uh, is a man of God, a servant of God, and we want to see what happens to Daniel as the story unfolds. Now, Daniel chapter 2, same chapter, let's look down at the 24th verse. Then Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to execute the wise men of Babylon, and said to him, Do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king, and I will interpret his dream for him. I will interpret his dream for him. Arioch took Daniel to the king at once and said, I have found a man among the exiles from Judah who came in. He can tell the king what his dream means. The king asked Daniel, also called Belshazzar, are you able to tell me what I saw in my dream and interpret it? Verse 27, Daniel replied, no wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about. But there is a God. Tell your neighbor, there is a God. There is a God. Aren't we glad that there is a God? There is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. He has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in days to come. Your dream and the visions that pass through your mind as you were lying in bed are these. So Daniel begins to tell the mystery. He begins to interpret the dream. Now we're going down to the 36th to the 38th verse. This was the dream. And now we will interpret it to the king. The 37th verse. Your majesty, you are the king of kings. The God of heaven has given you dominion and power and might and glory. In your hands he has placed all mankind. You see what we have today? And beasts of the field, the birds in the sky. Wherever they live, he has made you ruler over them all. You are that head of gold. Now Daniel chapter 2 verse 46. Excuse me. Daniel chapter 2, verse 46. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate before Daniel and paid him honor and ordered that an offering and incense be presented to him. The 47th verse. The king says to Daniel, surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer. He's a revealer of what? Help me preach today. A revealer of mysteries. For you were able to reveal this mystery. Now, in studying the word of God, we do see other visitations in scripture. And here we were talking about Daniel in the great visitation and King Nebuchadnezzar. Well, some other examples of divine visitation. Somebody say divine visitation. It's the visitation of the angels to Abraham and Lot. This is found in Genesis 18 and 19. There were some other visitations. Tap somebody say some other visitations. There was a visitation of Mary. You all know who I'm talking about today, where I'm going. The woman, the Mary, who was pregnant with our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Well, to Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist, there was also a visitation. Come on, let me hear you say another visitation. This is found in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 56. Now, 
Remember, John the Baptist did something. John the Baptist, he actually leaked in the womb of Elizabeth during the visitation. And she blessed Mary and the Christ child. Another visitation. Well, another visitation is in the book of Acts. The Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2. We see the visitation described when the day of Pentecost, help me preach, had fully come. That's it, believers. They were all assembled together where they in many places know they were in, help me, in one place. When suddenly there came a sound from heaven, that's verses 1 through 2. Heaven came to earth. At Pentecost, got so busy that the people who were praying and waiting, anybody praying and waiting in the house today. Well, the Father visited those who were praying and they were waiting on him in the upper room that they were never the same since that day. I can say that I'm not the same person that I used to found Christ Jesus. Somebody shout glory to God. Come on and shout glory to God in here today. Yes, so we're still at Acts chapter 2 now. You notice here that they came together. The believers came together and Jehovah revealed himself as what? As a rushing mighty wind. Now Acts chapter 12 verses 5 through 12 in the NIV version, there was another visitation. Let me hear your audience say another visitation. Yes, let's see what happens. This was Peter. Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly, what were they doing? Help me preach. They were praying, praying to God. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between how many soldiers? Two soldiers. They were bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Yes, but all of a sudden, something happened in that prison. And we want to understand today that even in the middle of our situations, in the middle of our challenges, we can also experience a visitation that will set us free, a visitation that will deliver us from the chains of bondage on today. Give him glory and praise for the word of God. Now there was another visitation, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 27, mentions an earthquake. Somebody say an earthquake. An earthquake coincided with the crucifixion. Now, I attended the Sunday school today, and that was intentional that I did. I'm listening to hear, have I heard from God? Amen. Somebody shout glory. <laughs> and when the brother, I believe that's Deacon Hilliard, he began to talk, and all of a sudden he started talking about today that co- what coincided with the crucifixion. And I said, I'm on the right road today. I got it, Father. I heard you. Look and let's see what happens here. This is Matthew 27. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, what happened, believers? He gave up his spirit. At that moment, the the word says, and I always like to say, preachers, I like to say, can you back it up in the word? Tell your neighbor, say, she's going to back it up in the word now. And when Jesus had cried out in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn into from what? From top to bottom. The earth shook, the rock split, and the tombs broke open. Come on and give him glory right there. Well, I came to let you know today that I'm speaking the very oracles of God. But I want you to know that I'm also on a divine assignment from somebody that all of us 
us know very well. We know about him very well today. And I'm going to do a little bit of narrative preaching. Is it all right if I shift gears? Well, I want you to know, listen carefully, that I gave Reverend Leonard permission to share my story. Tell somebody she's going to share the story of the visitation. Listen then. While I was just a young lad, the power of the almighty God overshadowing me gave me the courage and strength to fulfill my assignment. Somebody said, my assignment. Although I was initially interested in medicine and law, I decided to become a minister. Mm, yes, that's me. Somebody's already figured out where I'm going. I was born Michael. They called me Michael Luther King as a young lad and later changed my name to Martin. So today they tell me that I'm still known as Martin Luther King Jr. Now, just as Daniel and many others experienced a visitation, yeah, I gave Reverend Leonard the opportunity today to share this on my behalf because she's a preacher too. And I believe she's also had a divine visitation like I did. I too experienced a visitation. Now in the year 2024 of our Lord, there is now a celebration, they tell me, in honor of the first visitation. The first visitation was my birth. That was January the 15th, 1929. See, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, and later became a Baptist minister and social activist who led the civil rights movement. Y'all heard about me? My leadership was fundamental into the movement's success in ending the legal segregation of African Americans in the South and other parts of the United States. I rose to national prominence as head of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, which promoted nonviolent tactics such as the massive March on Washington, 1963, to achieve civil rights. Now, remember, I was a Baptist, Baptist minister, so every now and then, this preacher today, she's unpacking this for me, so you just might hear her shift gears today, and I hope that's all right. Say amen to that. You know, I was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964. I believe it is important for you to know again that I was reared in the tradition of a southern black ministry. Both my father and maternal grandfather, they were what? They were Baptist preachers. Now, after high school, I attended the College of Morehouse University, Crozer Theological Seminary, and Boston University. Now, it was in Boston that I met my dearest Coretta Scott. Although it is recorded that one of my most influential spiritual mentors was Mohandas Ghatni, I want you to know that I met, I met the Holy Spirit through the great visitation. Come on and give him praise right there. So I want you to know today that what she's talking about, I experienced that. How do you know? Let's back it up. Well, I considered Mohandas Gandhi a guiding light. However, on May the 18th, 1952, I preached on the relevance of the Holy Spirit at Ebenezer Baptist Church. I reminded the congregation that according to John's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 24, that God is, somebody say God is, God is a spirit, God is spirit. And his worshipers must worship out in spirit and in truth. Help me that day. Help the preacher that day. God in the person of the Holy Spirit. God is above that which is material and physical. God is not impeded by the weaknesses of our flesh. And that's the reason you can come to him boldly, even in
in 2024. Got anybody in the house today that got some needs? Got a reason to come to him? Oh, yes, I had a visitation. Somebody say a visitation. Now, the Spirit of the Lord was on me, believer. The Spirit of the Lord was on me because he had anointed me. He had anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and the recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. Now, Luke chapter 4, verse 18, believers, the Holy Spirit will change your prayer life. The way we understand the word of God, the Holy Spirit will illuminate the word to us. It will help us in our worship. Now, the day, come on, let's take it back, because many of you now have heard many of my speeches, and some of you may have very favorite ones. Some of you like the I dreams, the I have a dream speech. Some of you have liked the speech that I gave in Philadelphia to those young people. What's in your life blueprint? Well, I want to talk today about the speech that I gave, and that many of you believe now that that was a prophetic speech, and I want to confirm that for you today, and it was. Now, the day I gave the mountaintop speech, I had a visitation. Somebody say visitation. The Spirit of the Lord overshadowed me. It spoke through me as a prophetic voice with these words. Well, I don't know what will happen now. Stay with me in the Spirit. We've got some difficult days ahead, but it doesn't matter with me now because I've been where? To the mountaintop. Somebody say the mountaintop. And I don't mind, I don't mind, and like anybody, I would like to live, what, a long life. I would, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. Touch your neighbor and say, I want to do God's will. And he has allowed me to go up now to the mountain. And I've looked over. Tell your neighbors, I'm looking over every challenge in my life. King says, I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know that we as a people will get to the promised land. And I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Why? Because my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. I said my eyes have seen the coming of the glory of the Lord. We ought to take a praise break right there. Because somebody is looking over. Somebody has been despondent this morning. Somebody has had some challenges. But you want to have a mountaintop experience. Give him glory and praise. Yes, you want to have a visitation and a mountaintop experience. Now, this is something King also said in one of his speeches as we get ready to close. He says, have a deep belief in your own dignity. I want to leave you with these words. Your worth and your own somebodyness. Don't allow, we want to tell you today, don't allow anybody to make you feel like nobody. Always feel and know that you're what? That I count. Always feel that you have worth. And always feel that your life has ultimate significance. King says it like this. He says, if it falls your lot to be a street sweeper, sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures, <laughs> sweep streets like Beethoven composed music, 
Sweet streets like Leontine Price sings before the Metropolitan Opera. Sweet streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweet streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, y'all ready for this? He said, here lives a great sweet streeper. Here lives a great street sweeper who swept his job well. Yeah, that's what the visitation will do for you. Give him glory right there. If you can be a pine at the top of the hill, listen, believers, if you can't be a pine at the top of the hill, be a shrub in the valley. Be the best little shrub on the side of the hill. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be a sun, be a star. For it isn't by size that you win or fall. It isn't by size that you win or fail. Be the best of whatever you are. Believe us, the Holy Spirit. Be the great visitation. He is our God. Touch yourself, say, he's my God. He's my God, yes. He is our comforter. He's our standby. He helps us work through all of our temptations in life. Yes. And if, I'm reading today from Romans 8 and 11, it says, And if the spirit of him, and I'm closing, who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Because of his spirit, come on and say that's the his spirit, who lives in you. Through the precious power of the Holy Spirit, he seals our salvation. Isn't that good news? Yes, that's good news. That's good news. So today, we've provided several examples in the word of God. Under the old covenant and under the new covenant. Yes, of the great visitation. Father, we say thank you now for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the precious power of the sweet Holy Spirit. You're holding hands today. Yes. You're healing hearts today. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for another opportunity to have the breath of life, the joy life. We thank you that we woke up this morning, Father. With a brand new mercy. And we thank you that the sun shines on us today. Through Christ Jesus. Our Lord we thank you now. Thank you Father. We thank you now Father. That the words that we've spoken today. Your word is incorruptible seed. So we have intentionally planted. Sowed the word. So we are in expectancy. Of a harvest. Of the words that we declared in faith. So, so shall our words be. That goeth forth out of our mouths. They shall not return to us. Empty void of power. But they shall accomplish. That which we please. It is in your precious name that we pray. We believe and we receive all blessings. In Jesus mighty name. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord.